Chapter 27 Caleb stood behind Maggie as Sanders opened the door to the room where Simon was being held. His sister seemed eager to see their father, and Caleb was trying to share her excitement, but it was impossible even just to put a convincing smile on his face. Their last conversation had been a disaster, and he was afraid of repeating the experience. "'You have about fifteen minutes,' Sanders said, looking at his watch. "'Then I have to go to the office for a team meeting. "'You kids don't really need to be there, but we can't leave you with a known criminal, "'so I'm afraid fifteen minutes is all you'll get right now.' "'Okay,' Maggie agreed, ducking under his arm to get through the door. "'He laughed and stepped aside to allow Caleb to enter. "'Daddy!' Maggie exclaimed, rushing into his arms. Suddenly, Caleb felt sick. He watched as Simon and Maggie began to talk, without giving him a second glance, and turned away. "'I'm going to find a restroom,' he said to Sanders, who nodded in understanding. Before he could change his mind, Caleb sprinted down the hall. He pulled open the door and sank to the floor against the wall, ignoring the fact that the tile floor was not the cleanest surface he had ever been on. At least it was not the dirtiest, he thought grimly. His head ached, and the ground looked like it was spinning. Agonized, he rested his head on his knees and squeezed his eyes shut. Too much had happened over the past few days. His dad got arrested, then he ended up with the FBI, and now he had been reunited with his dad, only to find that nothing had changed. The man was still caught up in his own life, too self-centered to see anything more distant than the glasses on his nose. The thought that his precious little sister was still desperate for that kind of false love. It broke Caleb's heart. She would never be satisfied with that love. God is love. The thought entered his mind suddenly. Had he heard that at church yesterday? But surely it wasn't true. If God was love, then why would he not show that love to the world? How was it loving to let innocent people die? How was it loving to allow relationships to be torn apart? If God were truly God, then he certainly had the power to change the tragic realities of life. Either he was not loving enough to help his people, or he did not exist. There was no other option. Caleb shook his head and sat in a thoughtful silence for several minutes. His mind kept returning to that phrase, God is love. But he couldn't make any sense of it. There were so many Christians in the world, and they all believed. How did they explain it? There was no logical explanation for God, but surely Christians had noticed the same paradox. How did they not reach the same conclusion as him? The cycle continued over and over. One moment he was sure that there must be an explanation good enough to satisfy people, and the next moment he was sure he would have come up with it by now, if there was. By the time his headache had faded away, the only conclusion he had reached was that he should really talk to Jim about this, except that Jim was no longer here. He could ask Christy, but he was too embarrassed to admit that he had been thinking so much about her religion. Adam? He barely knew the man, and it would feel strange to have such an intimate conversation. He sighed in frustration. Just when he was ready to have another conversation, the one person he wanted to talk to was gone. What was he supposed to do? With a start, he realized that it had been a long time, Surely the fifteen minutes had passed by now, and probably twice as much. Were the others getting worried about him? He stood up, his back sore from sitting in the same uncomfortable position for so long. He stepped into the hallway and immediately stopped. 
He vaguely remembered turning five or so times to get to the bathroom, but he did not remember which direction he had come from. He had never been in this part of the jailhouse, and certainly never alone, and the building suddenly felt much bigger. At a guess, he turned right. When he reached the end, the next hallway looked pretty much the same as the last one had, minus the bathroom. He turned again, left this time. When he reached the end, the only place left to go was a staircase, but it was not the same one he had come down on. He turned back, deciding it would be easier for someone to find him if he at least remained on the same floor. He retraced his steps to the bathroom, then headed in the opposite direction. He took another left, then a right, and relaxed when he noticed a paper flower on one of the doors. Earlier, Maggie had pointed it out, asking why someone had made it, and Sanders had replied that it marked the only room in the building with a printer. Caleb rushed to the end of the hall. He knew where he was now. Simon's holding room was to the right, and the stairs were just beyond that. He turned. A piercing bang shattered the quiet air, and Caleb looked down the hall in horror. The door to Simon's room hung ajar, and a man in a black suit emerged, a gun in his hand. He turned, and for a split second his eyes met Caleb's, and his face betrayed his surprise. Caleb ran. He did not waste even a second to check whether he was being followed. He could hear nothing beyond the frantic beating of his heart and the padded thud of his feet hitting the ground at a tempo that felt far too slow. All he could think about was, I'm going to die. I just saw a murderer and he's going to kill me. I'm going to die. Then, as he reached a staircase, he realized what it meant. That man killed Dad. My father was just murdered. He yanked open the door at the top of the stairs and ran down another hallway, trying to guess how to get back to wherever the meeting room was. He needed to tell Sanders. He needed to find Maggie. He needed to get out of here before he ran into that man again. He had no idea where he was, and after several minutes, he chanced a look behind him. There was no one. He leaned against the wall to catch his breath and listen. He could hear nothing, but that didn't necessarily mean anything. If that man burst through the door with the gun, Caleb wasn't sure he would be able to react quickly enough. He looked around, unsure where he was. It wasn't a good idea to call for help, he knew, but what else was there to do? Maggie! Where's Maggie? A bright panic coursed through him at the realization that his sister was in the same building as a murderer. What if she had run across him, was lying in a hallway somewhere? He abandoned all logic and shouted her name, running again. Maggie! Maggie! Where are you? Caleb? He stopped to listen. I'm here. Where are you? Relief flooded over him as he followed her voice until she was there, running toward him, looking confused but perfectly fine. Maggie, he said, his eyes starting to fill with tears. You're okay? Yes. What's wrong? She looked worried, instantly felt ashamed of his fear. He had been such a fool to worry. He blinked away the tears before they could fall. Nothing. I'm just glad to see you. I got lost in the hallways. Maggie laughed, and Caleb thought that he had never heard a more beautiful sound. I need to find Sanders. Do you know how to get to the meeting room? Maggie rolled her eyes. This building is like basically a rectangle made of three squares. It's seriously not that confusing, Caleb. Come on, I'll show you. She grabbed his hand and led him down a hallway. Caleb glanced behind him one last time before following, 
just to make sure no one was following them. He took a deep breath to slow his heart rate. Okay, he breathed. I'm okay. But he knew that was a lie.